currently in New York State, there are different levels of mental health care available. Insurance companies obviously have the right to accept or decline any therapist for billable coverage. In my practice in Western New York, I have what is identified as a group practice, and I am permitted to bill for anyone under my practice who is clinically licensed as a therapist. And these insurance companies currently have the right to refuse licensed counselors who have not clinical licensing, but they need supervision in order to obtain the clinical licensing. What I'm arguing is that if group practices with fully licensed clinical therapists on staff, they should be able to provide that supervision to lesser therapists so that way they can uh, get up to full clinical licensure. Where this would be impactful in an area like the Catskills is if I live in Liberty, I wouldn't have to drive to Middletown in order to see a licensed therapist. If there is someone locally who has a clinical license and someone else who has a master's license, the master's license worker could easily work under the clinically licensed worker. And then instead of having one therapist, you could have two or three in the community and insurance would be required to offer parity and billing purposes between the large agency in Middletown and the smaller community workers in Liberty. You basically gave a really good example why how this can contribute to the mental health care crisis in New York State, but can you go into that? How is this current situation that we have now contributing to the mental health crisis? There's a lack of access. Prior to my being in private practice, I did work in one of the larger agencies. And in the larger agencies, it's community-based health care. What happens is if one of us were to call and ask for a therapy session, we would be legally required to be seen for first appointment within 24 to 48 hours. If I called right now, likely I would get a walk-in appointment for either today or tomorrow, and I'd be seen by the therapist, and we'd go through the first part of the paperwork, and they would assess as to what risk level I am. And unless I was highest risk, like in need of hospitalization, I'm probably not being seen for a second appointment until hopefully before Christmas time. And that's best case scenario. By changing the law and making sure that smaller practices can employ school counselors and employ community activists who just want to work part-time, that would increase the number of counselors available in a community, which in turn would decrease the burden to these community health care agencies where therapists might have caseloads of 130, 150 plus people. 
we talk about mental health a lot during the, during the pandemic. And I know there was issues before the pandemic. How do you think the pandemic sort of impacted mental health in areas like the Catskills where compared to places like, say, New York City, where more mental health services are available? Do you think the pandemic sort of made things worse or has it made things worse in mental health? Well, and it's not just having transportation. If you have transportation and you don't have gas money, you don't actually have transportation. You need to be able to maintain relatively full-time employment, which means you're limited in access to therapy because therapists after work and after school hours, those slots go first. If you actually have a job that enables you to have the gas money to move your car, then you don't have the same access to appointments by default. I don't believe... I don't believe that the pandemic created the mental health crisis. I think the pandemic revealed it. Mm. And that's, it's become more socially acceptable for people to say, I have a therapist. It's become more of a thing where, especially the generation X generation and to a lesser degree, Generation Y, where it was taboo when we were younger to say, I go to a specialist for my mental health. Now it's just one of those things where people will openly talk about, when I saw my therapist, they recommended A, B, and C. It's not something that we have to apologize for or couch anymore. So if something good came from the pandemic, it normalized strong mental health care and it normalized the idea that you can be okay and not feel okay. I'm just curious about, because you mentioned about the pandemic hasn't made things worse, but you said, but has revealed a lot of uh, issues. With websites popping up like BetterHelp and other online therapists, has that made things some better to have folks have access to mental health services instead of like driving somewhere, they have access to their phone or, or some kind of Zoom option there to speak to a therapist. Um, I, I don't want to talk ill of those online services. I think that it's good that they do exist. Mm-hmm. I think it offers a perception of availability more than actuality of availability because if someone is paying for or receiving healthcare through their employer, those larger online services don't work with health insurance. They have like membership programs. So you can pay for access this amount of times per month or this amount of times per month. And the way they get therapists on board is they pay a very large signing bonus for once you see your first client. And then after that, you're getting paid probably 20 to $25 an hour for offering counseling services. And that is not on par with what most private practices and some clinics are offering. So what ends up happening is someone's paying 
eighty to a hundred dollars a month for three to four different therapists per month, which again, I'm glad they're talking to someone. I think that people benefit from being able to see a clinician in person. I think that people benefit from being able to establish a relationship with one person that they can trust and feel is vested in them. And so, you know, those larger services offer offer a service that's needed. I think we can do better. Let's go back to this bill. Where is the current status of the bill? Where is it? Whose desk is it? Is it on? Is it up for a vote soon? Or It's in its infancy. It's in its infantile infancy, to be honest with you, because I have talked with... I've talked with the legislative directors for a senator as well as two different assembly people, and all three offices absolutely agree that this is something that would be a very easy change, and it is something that would really be completely invisible to the average New Yorker as far as structural law changes. Where the sticking point is that they don't know that people in New York State actually care about it. They're politicians, so they need to have people activated in order to make the argument that this is important. So currently, it is me versus the health insurance lobby, which is, to say the least, a harrowing challenge. I did create a petition, and I am asking people to go and sign the petition, and if they were so inclined to contact their legislator, so that way they do know what's on their radar, the petition is at change.org, and it's change.org slash mental health care equity. If people go to that page, change.org slash mental health care equity, they can see the case laid out in far more detail than you and I have the ability to. I think a lot of your listeners would agree that what we've been talking about is complex and difficult to understand. That's why I am asking people to seek out this petition and read it. And if they see that, you know what, I think that even if this doesn't apply to me, my neighbor would benefit it from my aunt would benefit from it. My child would benefit from it from greater access to mental health care. They can sign it. And there's a link there in order to gain a form letter that they can personalize to send on to their legislator to say, you know what, I think that greater health care access in New York State does make sense to me. And I teach at university, and I have several really great up-and-coming social workers who want to be school therapists, and the last thing I would want to do is to take them out of a school, but if they're looking at how much they're going to earn in a school versus how much they're going to earn 
in a clinic or an agency moving towards something else, it becomes a it becomes an issue. And I hate the idea that great therapists are not going to be able to serve their school community, are not going to be able to serve their activist community, or that they're forced into a choice between doing what they're passionate about and earning enough to pay a mortgage. It breaks my heart how many people who are school counselors or community activists that do 40, 50, 60 hours a week of work and then have to do gig work just to meet their monthly bills. And this bill, if this were to be enacted, would be invisible to 99% of New York State. It would only be visible to people who are seeking to provide or seeking to receive positive mental health care. Wayne, before we go, is there anything else we have not touched on do you want our listeners to know about? I think the big thing is, again, I want I would ask them to go to change.org slash mental health care equity. In that page, there is a link to my website if they're looking to learn more. This is really uh, what we're seeking to provide is an opportunity for all mental health care providers to work under the same level of fairness. But I don't, I don't have the money for lobbyists. So I'm going to the people and I'm asking for people power. I'm asking for people to mobilize and prove to New York State Legislature that they do care about availability of mental health care. This isn't a Republican or Democrat issue. This isn't a right or a left issue. This is a right or a wrong issue. We're talking to Wayne Brown, a licensed clinical social worker specializing in trauma work, family therapy, and LGBT work, sociality, and family engagement. Talking about the New York legislature bill that will immediately increase access to mental health counselors throughout the state. Thank you so much for talking to us, Wayne, and telling us about this uh, very important bill. Thank you for having me. We hope to have you back on soon. Thank you. Anytime. For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Robayo.